Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at T. Fry at Eric Goodman. You're looking for wholesale loan to the public. RMFP.com. How are you, Terry? I'm doing fine. Had a good weekend. Went to the CU Media Day on Saturday. I saw that. Reacquainted myself with the University of Colorado football program. Ta- asked some questions and had a good time. And we had our parish picnic on Sunday in our very bilingual, very vibrant parish. And and what was the what was the? Uh, it was a potluck. A pot. What'd you bring? Uh, sliders. What kind of sliders? Uh, just regular ground beef sliders. Well, it could be sloppy you, Joe's sliders. There we go. There sloppy we go. Joe's sliders. Did everybody? Uh, boy, if I didn't get that right, Helen would have really. Did been. everybody? They were great. Everybody, everybody enjoyed them. Oh yes, and Helen did a great job. Okay, so they were all gone. How many did you bring? Oh, probably 50. And how many did you bring here to the station to share with the rest of us? Uh, oh, gee. Because I've done that plenty of times. An right, adequate, Andy? An I mean, if I pot. cook, I bring in. Is that an It does. That's true. If I make a pot of gumbo, bring it in. I have If Mia cooked. makes cookies, we bring it in. Terry, Terry and, and, and oh, Helen no. make something. He comes empty-handed, but then tries to sell us on how delicious it was. It was. Helen did a terrific job. In sure it. she did. And uh, I that's an etiquette faux pas I will not repeat. <laughs> Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, so another day of training camp is in the books. Nathaniel Hackett said the offense was better today following a day off. Because when you look at the last time they had a day off, the offense really wasn't very good. And he was actually quite upset about it. Uh, In the meantime, offensive coordinator Justin Outen said the offense is starting to hit their stride. They're matching up well with the defense now. And the way practice ended was certainly a big highlight for the offense. Uh, Russell Wilson airs it out. Tight coverage. Ronald Darby and Cortland Sutton. Sutton jumps over him, catches the ball. Darby got injured on the play. No word how badly, but I'm guessing if it was something pretty serious, somebody would something would have leaked by He had him. also been banged up earlier in the practice, so, right. but he stayed out. But it was a nice play. Yeah. It was, a, it was a typical Corlin Sutton jump ball that he usually wins. Well, it was funny because the, the offense kind of ran off the field into the locker room, signifying the end of practice. Right. But then they came back out and did a little bit more work. Effectively, it was the end of practice. Correct. All right. With that, uh, while the offense has looked very good at times, I think it's fair to say the uh, the defense has probably looked better. The offense has probably been more inconsistent. Uh, understandably, the offensive coaches, offensive players want the offense to look perfect. But should we temper expectations here? Because it is a new offense, new offensive coaches, new quarterback. And when can that stop being an excuse? And the reason why I'm bringing this up is you look at Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater last year, and it never really looked that good in practice. The offense didn't. And I think a lot of it had to do with the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a new offense. Now it was for Teddy Bridgewater, but Drew Locke knew the offense. Pat Shermer wasn't a good offensive coordinator, but it never looked particularly good. Is there any way, or should we, or should we not, compare what we saw last year? 
or even the previous however many offenses <laughs> since Peyton Manning has retired where it's never looked that good. Is it unfair to compare what has happened in the past to this, or should we say, listen, new offensive coaches, new offense, new quarterback? Absolutely, you have to temper expectations. But one of the reasons is the way they're holding camp, the way they are not going pedal to the metal all the time, way the way it is not always rock and roll. And that that's that would that would be the approach anyway in terms of if if uh, it was still the same quarterbacks in the past. But here, the way they're doing it now and the way Hackett has been outlining practice, I think you definitely have to temper expectations. But we talked about it ad nauseum. We're going to see if this works and becomes a copycat procedure around the league. And he talked about it again today that, that the defense did some good things and the offense has to match that. The offense was better than they were last week, but still not good enough. So the idea that the offense made quantum leaps today, I think, was a little exaggerated out there. But they are they are making progress. But they are not still. It was very interesting to me the first day of camp. You remember how quick the pace was? Yep. And 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 Hackett said, however Russell wants to do it, Russell can do it. Right. And I don't know if Russell has backed off on that, or it's just simply the. the uh, kind of overall program atmosphere. Well, the day before when the media barbecue happened, uh, I was standing there when Justin Simmons and Cortland Sutton were talking to the media, and they said, man, we can't wait to get out there, and I know they're going to want to slow us down. We're not going to want to slow down. Mm -hmm. We're chomping chomping at the bit to get out there, and I think that's why you saw the pace as high as it was because, you know, all the OTAs they had, and then you had the offensive players going to the – Russell Wilson compound in San Diego and everybody was really excited about, you know, the prospects for this season. I think that was a lot of adrenaline mm-hmm. as much as anything. Yeah. Day one of practice. The excitement, skill positions, especially being able to show their wares. So the offense has gotten better. I mean, listen, yes. they have made some plays. We have certainly seen some throws from Russell Wilson that we haven't seen in the past from a lot of these quarterbacks. I'm not really going to evaluate the running game, because they're really not tackling, no. if we're being honest. Uh, I mean, uh, Salbert out there is a tight end. He has been a nice surprise as a potential threat as a pass receiver. When Dulcich has been out there, he's looked good. Same with Okuebenam. We'll see what the and, tight tight end room looks like. And they're throwing the ball to the backs, too. They're throwing the ball to everybody, right. And we know what Cortland Sutton can do. He's a year removed from that ACL. Obviously, uh, they're going to miss Tim Patrick. We'll see. You know, if if Hamler Hamler really hasn't been out there that much no. either. If we're he's being been, a, he's been standing there watching, basically. Right. Point is, there are guys who have shown flashes so far in camp, but the most consistent thing out there has been the defense. Yes. Are we underselling the defense a little bit? I think, that have made that has maybe made this offense look inconsistent, or are they inconsistent because new coaches, new you know. New system, new quarterback. I found some things very interesting today in that uh, when they were talking about the defense, and I've heard other people talk about it, they're, they're basically acknowledging they're using Vic Fangio's defense with tweaks, and they're tweaking it on the run. And so we will see less and less similarities as the season goes on to the to the Vic Fangio defense. But the terminology's changed a little bit. No, actually, see, that's the interesting thing. I mean, the thing. Ter- terminology, terminology they're using now, and they will adapt that. As right. the season goes along. So Evero, Eger Evero, did a smart thing and kept the terminology the same. Plays will be different, okay? Because his influences are Vic Fangio and Wade Phillips. Yeah. And Evero also, 
he said today that it's, it's the same defense, slight differences, but similar. They're moving on from what they did last year to this year, but that's a that's an evolution. That's right. A, it's a that's a transi- transitional process. I mean, you can honestly make the case they are pretty much upgraded everywhere. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the Brandy Gregory it has to get in there. Well, no, but that's an upgrade as well. There's yeah. there are ifs. I, I'm with mm-hmm. you. There are ifs. But DJ Jones is he an upgrade over Mike Purcell? Yeah, so much in fact that Mike Purcell isn't even starting anymore. And then you have Deshaun Williams, who's starting. He's a big load. He's made plays already. He's a disruptive guy. Draymond Jones, who is back again, but I think this guy is going to get better. Their their front three is better. They're better now because Josie Jewell is back in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonas Griffith has shown flashes. Listen, I liked Alexander Johnson, but then when we look at your edge rushers, it all depends if they stay healthy. Yeah. Yes, they are better with a fully healthy Bradley Chubb than what they had last year. They are better with Randy Gregory than what they had last year. Justin Simmons is a year older. Pat Sertan is a year older. Secondary has looked, has looked terrific. No question. And I like Kane Stearns. So I, I, think, I think they are more talented. One more quick thing, because you and I have gone back and forth on this m- I multiple know times. What's coming. I honestly think when Outen said this. I asked him the question, by the way. I asked him, uh, what, 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 what's his outlook now on the splitting of the work with it? How so, they look. And, so why don't, why don't you give, why don't you say what he said and what was your thought when you heard it? I asked him about the, uh, the outlook for the running backs and whether the, and the rotation. And he said, I get more and more excited every time we step on the field with those guys, whether it's one guy on the field or both guys on the field. And I will pause here to say the one thing we probably haven't talked about enough is the possibility of having them both on. The field. They will be, by the way. Yes. I'm not going to go any further into that because I can lose my credential. Okay. Oh. <laughs> then he said, again, it's going to be a pitch count throughout the season and making sure we're real smart with these guys. With we, with Mike Boone also backing up, Here's it's a different mix-up too, That, but it's going to be an exciting room to work with. Okay. Well, he said so, the word you didn't want to hear. Pitch count. Pitch count, and I think that went over a lot of people's heads, to be honest with you. You do? Yeah, I do. Um, because I haven't seen much on social media about it, and I haven't heard much on sports talk radio about it. To, to me, that's significant. Well, yeah, he, he he if the running backs gets pulled after seventy eight pitches, yeah, right. So I, I know Owen is doing exactly what you don't want him to do, right? And I, I admit it. I would vote. I would vote to have Williams get the bulk of the carries. And I'm not going to back down from that. I may tweak that number a little bit. And again, you and I talked about this the other day. If you're not allowing your views to evolve as camp rolls out, rolls on, and the team is pointing toward the start of the season. That, that's pretty silly, too, just, just hunkering down to a position and refusing to budge from it. That, that, that's so a you're fancy saying he's way. not willing to budge? No, I'm me. I'm talking about me. Oh, okay, good. When, I, when, I, when I'm insisting that Javante Williams should get a 300 carries. Right. Right now, I still believe that because I think he's going to step up and demand that. But I don't, I, I'm not going to sit here and be so stubborn as to say we should out completely rule out that possibility of him getting, of him getting splitting the carries again. Mm-hmm. Melvin Booker is a better fit for this offense because he's more of a zone block type of guy. One cut Gordon, excuse me. Melvin Gordon is a better fit because he has better vision. He's more of a one cut guy. And then you look at Javante Williams. Hopefully his vision has gotten better. He could become a better one cut guy. And if he does hit a hole, we know what his ability is 
to break a tackler to get into the second level, then watch out. And he is catching the ball. He is catching the ball in, in this. I don't know if there was ever a question if he, if he could catch the ball, though. There was a question about Philip Lindsay catching yeah. the ball. But I don't think there's much of a question about Javante Williams catching the ball. But I think it is fair to say that Melvin Gordon is the more proven pass catcher. Coming up after the break, we mentioned him briefly. Deshaun Williams, man. This guy, after you know bouncing around throughout his career a little bit, not knowing if he's going to be a starter or backup in the league, he has played well in training camp, and it looks like this guy is a starter. We had a conversation with him, and you'll hear it next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Golden tones of an actress who and a great singer, Olivia Newton-John, who passed away today at the very young age of 72. And I say very young age because, listen, my grandfather passed away at a younger age, but people tend to be living longer. But um, Olivia Newton-John was not the poster above my bed, but she was still the cutest damn girl I'd ever seen as a teenager and fell in love with that accent. And once I saw her in Greece, I was like, wow, that short blonde hair. Oh, that short blonde hair. Grease is the greatest cable movie ever. That you can, cable? You can, well, by that, I mean you can tune in. like You can turn on the TV wherever you are, whether it's a hotel room or anything. Right. You can turn on the TV, and you can be halfway through the movie, but yep. you still watch the rest. Yeah, I'm, I'm that way with Goodfellas. I'm now with Shawshank Redemption. You know, any stuff on TNT, like if I see those uh, movies, yeah. I, I, if I start in the middle, I certainly will watch the end. But... Uh, I think her big song was Let's Get Physical. Does that sound right to you? That was the biggest hit. I mean, but how is an American teenager like I was, you look at this gorgeous woman with a gorgeous smile, short blonde hair, that accent kills you, and then you think, I can substitute the blonde for redhead, keep the accent, and yes, I'll marry somebody like that. And that's exactly (laughs) what I did. Because Mandy's from Scotland, although she is from- Very smooth, Eric. Although she is from Australia. In the meantime, I want to tell you about uh, my buddy Ed Goldinger at Pinnacle Builders. Uh, Doing it yourself is fine, but if it's a major remodel, highly recommend you go with Pinnacle Builders. Ed started his company after being trained in the Army um, for many, many years as a carpenter, as a mason. 33 years later, he's built one of the premier remodeling companies in Denver, talking about, again, Pinnacle Builders. So if it's high-end basements, bathrooms, kitchens, custom counters, or cabinets, go with the best. Go with Ed Goldinger at Pinnacle Builders. Here's something else. He feels so confident in his work, you're going to get a two-year warranty, not a one-year warranty, a two-year warranty. Go to PinnacleDen.com. That's PinnacleDen.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service, and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. Well, uh, Broncos 
defensive lineman, defensive end, if that's what you want to call him, Deshaun Williams. He has had quite the interesting career, really, over the last four and a half years, but I'll take you back a little bit. He was an undrafted free agent rookie with the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, bounced back and forth to the practice squad. And then when he was finally released and waived by the Bengals, he was signed by the Broncos in January of 08. Then he was released um, in September. Then he went to the Dolphins, went to their practice squad. Then he got released. Then he came back to the Broncos, and then he was released. Then he went to the Calgary Stampeders, and then he was released. And now he's back with the Broncos for a third time, came back in August of 2020. And not only has he finally found a place that he can call home, but it looks like he has found a home on the starting defensive line. I caught up with him after camp. How has camp gone for you so far, specifically the practices where it's been, you know, foot on the pedal, take it off with a jog through like today? How are you enjoying this? How much will this help you? No, Kevin's going real good. Man. Like, Hackett is um, shoot, man. He understands, like, it's a 17-game season, man. You know, he wants to be healthy in December. So this, this doesn't feel like camp. It just feels like everybody's just sharpening iron. You know, just get in, get better in practice. Um, no waste of time because we, we're not out here so long, so you want to make every rep count. But camp has been great. You guys aren't hitting a lot. And can there be a concern that that's not as sharp, other things are not as sharp? Or you've played a long time and you just think, boom, you can step on the field during a game and it's just going to happen. No, not at all. You're a pro. You know, you're in the NFL, so... Um, we do we do do tackling drills. So just because we're not hitting doesn't mean that we don't know how to tackle, or how to block, or do things like that. We work our ass off every day. So this what he doing is a method to the madness. So he we, so we trust in his plan. You've had a difficult time cracking a starting lineup consistently throughout your career. So when they essentially tapped you on the shoulder and said, "Hey, man, get in there with the first team." What was the first thing that went through your mind? Just, you know, just do what I've been doing. Um, I know I can play in this league. Um, I never had a coach or a GM or owner tell me I couldn't play. It was just one of them things that it's a numbers game. You got to wait your turn. And, you know, I had I had a great – I'm fortunate I had a great coach in Bill Colon, so he, he seen me. And if, and if he could tell you you can play, then shoot. He know what he's doing. He's been coaching this for 40 years. So it, it was just one of them things going. Just keep doing what I'm doing. A lot of similarities between Kolar and Hackett, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, Hackett, man. He's man. I love Hackett, man. Hackett is what we needed, man. Um, he just, man. I can't say not, so, not, nothing great, but great things about Hackett, man. Him coming from a great organization with Green Bay and leading Jacksonville to the uh, championship game when he was there. So, man, he shoot, man. How can you not listen to him? It's proof in the pudding. If I heard uh, Evero correctly, your defensive coordinator, he certainly has new concepts and plays but he said he didn't change the language does that sound right to you um you know some things that you know he do um it's just saying that we piggyback on from last year and you know he's under Vic family tree so you know it's just he translates some things and you know and it's, and it's add up so man what he what he brought over man we just bind into him we having fun with it it seems like you know a lot of your coaches resumes yeah Hackett obviously and Evero, looking at the guys that he has learned under, it's a who's who of defensive guys. When you look at that list, what do you think? Like, man, if he's pulling from all these different guys, what can we be? Yeah, he, man, shoot. He's a great, first of all, he's a great learner. He learned from a bunch of great people like Vic Fangio. You know, he got Dom Capers here. 
you know, Bill Kolar here and then his resume with the with the Rams, what they did. So, man, and when he was with San Fran, like his resume speaks for itself. And then how can you not? You know, I, we're trying to get somewhere that we haven't been in, since 2015. And he just got there last year to a Super Bowl. So, you know, we're going to buy in, you know, antennas up and listen to what he got to see because we're trying to get back to that promise line. When you have a guy like DJ in between you and Draymond, how much more opportunity does it give you? Um, it's just more we feeding off each other, man, because – I played with Dre uh, for four years now, so I know what he like. And then DJ, I, I know him since high school. That's like my, that's like my brother. So I'm watching his game, man, it's it's really just that feel. Like we genuinely, we got that feel. And then you got other guys like Sosa, Mike, and John, and Spence. You know, so it's really a feel, man. And it's great to see how we just work off each other. If you knew DJ in high school, were you one of the guys that recruited him here? Nah, shoot, um, because I didn't know I was gonna be. Um, They didn't tend, they didn't tend to me. So I, I was like, okay, I'm gonna hit the market, and a couple teams, you know, called. And um, he, when he signed, he called me and was like, hey, I'm coming. And I was like, congrats, but like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then, you know, uh, I prayed about it, and I was like, damn, DJ here. So I was like, how can I not come back? And it's, and I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm back. Not to get too personal, when you pray about it, mm-hmm. what do you ask for? What do you say? No, just, you know, whatever God will is his will. Because things is not in your control, you can't control it. And I, and I live by that. Like, if you can't control it, don't control it. You know what I mean? So that was under, not in my control. So I give my high, give my power to the higher, the higher power. And, and he worked his magic like he always does with me. And now I'm here. So I'm just going to be all 110% with it. Are you going to pray for a Super Bowl ring? You gotta work for that. <laughs> <laughs> can 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 the big guy upstairs help you with that Super Bowl you know, ring? A little, a little, a little uh, work and magic go along the way with a couple games, but you also got to put the work in, and I and I definitely think we're doing that. I really liked and respected that last answer where he said you have to earn that, you have mm-hmm. to work for it, you yep. have to, you can't just have it handed to you or delivered in a piece of divine intervention. I, and he's the kind of guy you root for because he's hung around on the fringe in this league yep. for so long and has been. He said that he nobody ever told him he couldn't play, but I think the the implicit message was that at several of his stops, and this is his third time with the Broncos, and he's also a very effective spokesman and proponent of the uh, Nathaniel Hackett training camp routine, and the, the lines in there that just jumped out at me were that he wants to be healthy in December. If it doesn't feel like camp, it feels like sharpening the iron. Right. Method to the madness. That's his plan. I, so I thought he that was a very, very effective and uh, and moving interview. So let's let's go over again. So I'm going to make a comparison here. Okay, we talked about Deshaun Williams. You know his career arc: Bengals, Broncos, Dolphins, Colts, Broncos, Calgary, Broncos. 2015 up until today, bouncing around everywhere. <clears throat> Ironically, they play the same position. Ironically, I think their careers kind of mirror each other mm-hmm. and maybe this is the place where Williams career takes off because it sure as heck did for Shelby Harris. Now this is, his, this will be his third full season here. Well, Shelby, his career arc 2015 up until today, Raiders, Jets, Cowboys, Broncos for a handful of years. Now the Seahawks Shelby, was never really appreciated, never really got much of a chance with the Raiders. Practice squad with the Jets. Practice squad with the Cowboys. That's my point. Mm-hmm. Never could really find a home. Once he got here in 17, he eventually found a home and started getting a little bit better. 
but their stories to me kind of mirror each other a mm-hmm. little bit. You know, you have your Draymond Joneses of the world who are drafted in the third round out of a big school and they're going to have a career. Then you have the guys like, I don't know. Then you have the guys like a Shelby Harris who's drafted in the seventh round out of Illinois state. Nobody really knows who he is. Deshaun Williams undrafted bounce around. And then as they get older, maybe that's when their careers start to take off. But that's, I think what we're seeing between the two of those guys where maybe their careers will kind of mirror each other where Williams will maybe eventually get that big deal. But I'll tell you right now, when I watch Deshaun Williams play, he makes plays. Mm -hmm. He's not just, he's not invisible out there. He's a guy, he's around the ball. Good things happen when he's around the ball. And that was the same thing with Shelby, specifically with batting down passes. How about Williams, Jones, and Jones as a unit? Like it. I like it because I like the big Jones in the middle who could just tie up guys, and he is eager to get some sacks. Yep. And then Draymond, he's going into a a contract here, and he is hungry, and he wants to eat. (laughs) Right? And then you have Deshaun Williams, who, again, has never truly been appreciated throughout his career. And while he has started games with the Broncos, Mm -hmm. this is his third stint with the Broncos. Now he's been put in to be a starter. Now he's been put in there to be a starter. Mike Purcell is not a starter. Deshaun Williams is. You can make the case they play different positions, and Purcell was the odd man out because of DJ Jones. But I like, I like their front three probably more than other people do. I just do. All right, uh, coming up after the break, uh, every Monday on the show, we do our Rocky Mountain Forest product shout-out question to our friends Ty Calcane and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. Today, if you can believe it, is the final day of the Pat Bolin era. Seriously. Today is the day, because tomorrow, the owners are going to rubber stamp an approval. We're going to talk about a few things that stood out about Pat Bolin as an owner and what made him so great. And also, now that you know what the ownership group is, all of them, are you kind of glad that there's a fresh voice? We'll talk about it next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry, watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at tfry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Bumping in with a couple of songs from Greece today as the uh, world is mourning the passing of Olivia Newton-John, who starred in Greece. Uh, she had a number one hit, and um, she was everyone's beloved Sandra D. especially <laughs> if you were a teenager like me growing up here in the States. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending, presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com. 
Okay, every Monday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest product shout-out question to Ty, Cal, Kane, and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. And guys, here's the question for you. Today is the final day of the Pat Bolin era as the Broncos are expected to be sold to the Walton Penner Group. It's going to be nothing more than a rubber stamp. Give me a few things that stood out about Pat Bolin that made him so great. He hired good people and let them work. He showed trust in them by letting them do their jobs, number one. Number two, he was around and involved, but he didn't meddle. He was there. He was he was visible. He was saluted as you walk by in the hall. He was called Pat or Mr. Bolin. My mother called him Mr. Bolin until forever. And it was a sign of respect. And a sideline, unfortunately, after he started to slip a little bit, there were some toxic turf wars that betrayed him. I think we all know that. But he wanted to win. It was first class, and he had loyalty. I witnessed that loyalty firsthand several times. I think there are a lot of owners that have loyalty, but what separated him was it was more about winning than it was making money. Winning was the most important thing to him. His loyalty loyalty towards his players. I've told this story before. Uh, Carl Mecklenburg, he had to change positions. I believe it was in training camp. He had a clause in his contract that said if he got a certain number of sacks, he would get a bonus. He had to switch positions. I think around training camp preseason, wasn't going to get the same number of sacks. After the season ended, Carl went into Pat Bolin's office, and Pat said, I know we had this clause in your contract for a bonus. You were a team player. You made the position switch. I'm going to give you that bonus anyway. When Mike Shanahan came over here from the San Francisco 49ers, Mike looked at Pat Bolin and said, they do it first class every way. That's the way Eddie DeBartolo Jr. runs his organization. Players don't room up on the road. Food is better. All of this, yada, yada, yada. Despite the cost, Pat Bolin looked at Mike Shanahan, trusted his judgment, as you said, trusted the people around him, said, I'm going to make all of those changes, no matter how much it costs. And the Broncos won because of that type of attitude and that type of owner. Guys, what do you think? He was not warm and huggy. Well, you'd want a warm and you'd want a hug from him if uh, if you were cold outside with that fur coat on. Yes. That would keep you warm. Do you think Nathaniel Hackett would get a hug from Pat Bowen? No. Come on. I think he would. You do? Yeah, I think Nathaniel would force himself on him. Well, it depends on the circumstances. He would absolutely hug him. I have no doubt. He, he would jump in his arms with his feet off the ground. That's just the way Nathaniel is. <laughs> he is. How do you like that fight on Saturday where made the two guys hug it out? That's awesome. Yeah, that's nice. Well, I, I think a lot of... You know, former players just say, what the hell's wrong with you? You don't make him up. Well, that's just the way he works, man. Yeah. That's just the kind of guy he is. Uh, now that we have the Walton Penner group, and we know. Walton Penner. No, it's the Walton Penner group. No, we don't add the other. No, no, you don't add the names because they're not the majority owners. Okay. You always do that. You don't say when you talk about the owner of the Dodgers, you don't say Magic Johnson as well. The owners are the owners. They deserve to be the lead horse. They get the spotlight. I have no idea how much money. Um, it's not a law firm. Does that make sense? Well, it's got, well, it depends on if you include Lucas in it or not. Well, I don't know. But at the end of the day, I give the respect to the... Does Stan Kroenke have partners, do you think? No. Nope. Dick Monfort have pomp, uh, partners? Of course he does. We don't name those partners. No, that's correct. Right. So, but I understand the cachet that goes with... Um being part of it because they have Condoleezza Rice. They have 
You don't Lewis like Hamilton. You don't, you don't like the Walton Penner Hobson Lucas Rice Hamilton group. Nope. Well, you can say it if you want to. You can write it all day. I won't. Are you going to write it that way? Yeah, I probably will. Will you? I just like the ring of it. No, it sounds like a law firm. Anyway, now that we know who that group is, and I know that today is the last day of the Pat Bolin era, but we know what the group is. Are you kind of glad that it's out of the Bolin family? I think that if if uh, Brittany and Beth especially had been male, one one of them was a male, it'd still be in the it'd still be in the uh, family. And it's I I'm sad that they were not able to get along. There are other there are there are boy Bolins. Yes, I know. But Brittany and Beth were the most qualified to run the team. Right. Brittany and or Beth. Probably, if you made me say pick one, I would pick Beth. Why? Because she was she's older. Nope, not a reason. Okay. No, no, give me no. no I'm, uh, I mean, Beth. Had, but Beth, just because she's older and she rides horses okay, and I'm, she went I'm to law gonna, school doesn't I'm make her qualified. I'm going to leave it there. I think Beth or, Beth or Brittany would have been more qualified. And I don't have a, excuse, excuse the pun, I don't have a horse in the race. Yeah. I don't know enough about Beth Boland to say whether she's qualified or not. All I'm asking is what makes her, why would she be a better owner than Brittany? It would besides be a continuation age? of the family line and the ownership and she would feed the way Pat wanted it to be run. You don't think Brittany would? I'm saying Brittany probably also. But why? But, but I would put as as the oldest and the most the most experienced. I would I would have Beth on top of that. Okay. Now that we know who the ownership group is, and Pat hasn't been around for a long time. Oh my goodness! I'd much rather have this ownership group, wouldn't you? It's more well, fun. It's, well, especially compared to the last few years of of the trust running it. And Forget about the trust. And I, I'm not, not, I'm not saying anything about, let's say Brittany ran, in the trust. Let's say the, the running the, the trust. Let, let's say the trust and everybody agrees it should be Brittany. Would you rather Brittany own the team, stay in the Bolin family, or you get this ownership group that it's like, wow, these are a lot of really bright well, people. Well, I would like to have seen them involved in the transition from their father's death without having the, te- the trust running it. And then they could decide whether they were selling the team now. But nobody was ready to run the team. And I think they were, they would have gone along with selling of the team at some point, but it would have been done in an orderly manner. That, that's not the question I okay, asked. Here. What I'm asking is, are, are you thrilled to have this or would you rather a Bowling be in charge? I, this is a very exciting, intriguing possibility and a very exci- exciting and intriguing. Yeah. Group. I think it's awesome. I think it's great. Second, second richest ownership in the NFL yeah. behind the, behind the uh, Paul Allen Trust in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, and if you can tell me it's a guy I've never heard of and he hasn't brought in anybody. I mean, I want a mind like Condoleezza Rice in the room. I want a mind like Lewis Hamilton in the room, along with along with Walton and Panner and the woman, and I always forget her name, Lucas's wife. And, Melody Hobson. And I, honestly, I know how accomplished that George Lucas is, but she could easily be called Melody Hobson's husband. <laughs> okay? That is a powerhouse room. Yes, it and is. And with all due respect... To all of the Bolins, all of the Bolins, um, they're not in the same solar system. They probably would end up selling the team at some point. Clearly, yeah. so I, I, I acknowledge that. Yeah. I just think it would have. I would like to have seen the progression from the Bolin family to a sale been more orderly and less toxic. Yeah, you mean go to court, air out dirty laundry. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, coming up after the break, we have something we like to call Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. What do we have coming up, Danny? DU, no stranger to great lacrosse. They hosted a, a professional lacrosse league over the weekend. We'll talk a little bit about that. And also, with about a third of the MLB season remaining, where do things stand? What are the biggest storylines? That's coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products, Twitter feed, at tfry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber the public... Go to rmfp.com. So you're going to do a project this summer. A lot of people like to do stuff when it's nice outside. You want to build a new deck or a fence, want to do some siding. Uh, Listen, you can go to those big box stores. You can get product that probably, you know, isn't the type of grade that you want. And then you're going to wind up paying too much just because you've seen television commercials about them. And they're, you know, big national brands. Or you can work with a company here in Colorado, Rocky Mountain Forest Products, that's going to sell to you wholesale, and I can promise you the quality is going to be a whole lot better. And with that, I want to bring my guy, Ty. He is the marketing director for Rocky Mountain Forest Products. How are you, my friend? I'm good, Eric. Great introduction there, too. I really appreciate that one. Well, you, you, you typed up a nice email. I tried to read it verbatim. Uh, I, I got to question you on your spelling and your grammar. Other than that, I thought it was a nice intro that you wrote for me. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. And yeah, sentence structure could definitely use some uh, tuning too, but that's on my end. So, well, no. Yeah, how, how's everything been with you? Every, since we talked. Everything is great. And I was only kidding. Obviously, you did not write an intro for me. Uh, we, have, <laughs> we have known each other for a very long time. And of course, Taylor as well. And, and you really are the best out there uh, because you offer so much to your customers to uh, listen. Pinnacle Builders is a, is a partner on the show, they buy exclusively through you. Because they know that they can pass along the savings. They know that they are going to get better product than they would shopping at a big box store. So with that, let's talk about your process on how you're able to do it wholesale and how you're able to get the best product. Yeah, absolutely. So we've been working with the mills for over 50 years now. We've been locally owned, family operated here in Denver, Colorado for the last 50 years. And uh, Dennis, the founder, actually went to all these mills personally, set up relationships with them, and now we import directly from them. We have, I think it's roughly about five here in the States and then two up in Canada. And all of our lumber and materials come directly from them. What are the differences between the mills to give you so much variety? So that's, that's the nice thing is all the mills do different things. Some will do fencing, some will do siding, some will do decking. Uh, some offer different products than, you know, what you're going to be able to get anywhere else, whether it's, you know, if someone offers pressure treated out here in the Colorado climate, you're actually going to want cedar posts because pressure treated is going to crack. So what we do is we can just go to the mills and say, hey, we need a huge shipment of cedar posts because that's what fits our climate better than, say, the northwest or the east or anything like that. And we can get that specifically built to this climate. So it helps everyone, whether you're a DIYer or a contractor. 
the people that work there at Rocky Mountain Forest Products, you know, somebody just doesn't walk in and they just buy whatever they want. They probably have somebody helping them. What kind of experience do your guys and gals have there to get somebody what they need? So, yeah, that's one of the big things we actually pride ourselves on is, you know, one of our mottos is building relationships within the community because that's the whole thing is our sales guys will call and check in on you, see how the project's going, make sure that everything's working out. And on top of it, all of these guys are specialists in their field. We will make sure that they're designated to either fencing, siding, or decking, or some landscape timbers. So they're going to fit your project needs to the T and have the knowledge to actually benefit you and help you grow, not just you know your home value, but individually with more knowledge. Generally speaking, if you're building, I don't know, and I'm just throwing out numbers there. Let's say you're building a fence that is, I don't know, 50 yards long when you bend it around. I don't know how much lumber you're going to have to buy. How much, generally speaking, are you going to spend with you compared to a big box store? What kind of savings are you going to have? So even if you go with our standard grade, not even our premium, the standard is still two steps above what you're going to get at any big box store out here. You're going to save anywhere from 20 to 30%, wow. and that's just on raw materials, and we can help out with all the uh, screws and everything else as well. All right. Well, how do people find you? Go check us out at rmfp.com. Follow us on any of the social media platforms. It's Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Real easy to find us. Look for the three trees. And, yeah, hopefully we can help with any of your summer projects now that it's cooling off. Uh, by the way, since we last talked, I think you said you were playing a round of golf at a really nice course. How'd you hit? I uh, actually played pretty, pretty well. I don't remember which one it was, but played Arrowhead. We went 11 under, so I was pretty happy about that one. Nice. All right, well, you and I will get out soon, certainly before the summer ends. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right, see you, Ty. Have a great day. Thanks, Eric. You too. All right, see you. Time now for the final word. The final word. Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, DU has won a couple of uh, lacrosse national championships in their day. They hosted Premier League Lacrosse League, or Premier Lacrosse League, excuse me, the PLL, for four games over the weekend. The league has eight teams. None of them are tied to any geographic location, and they travel all over the country competing and holding PLL Academy youth training events. Uh, is PLL on your radar at all? And what do you think about their strategy of teams independent of regional ties playing all across the states? It's almost like roller derby. But, uh, Bill Turney has been such, a, such an instrumental figure in the advancement of lacrosse, both here and around the country. I'd follow anything he did. I, I, I'm probably speaking way out of turn here, but I don't think that they're a lot, a lot. Now, granted, it's lower level. When I say lower level, it's not men's college basketball, men's football. But I think DU is pretty impressive when you consider they have two elite sports, championship-level sports in hockey and in lacrosse. I'm not so sure there are a lot of schools that can boast two, pretty much every year, championship-level sports. Phil Tierney's won one NCAA championship at DU in his 11 seasons there, but his hiring away from Princeton was so heralded 
got so much attention in the lacrosse world. And you see kids playing the sport around the state. But they're usually in the conversation, is my point. Yes, they are. Do you lacrosse is in the conversation? Just in case you missed it, MLB standings as of right now. The Yankees first in the AL East, Astros first in the AL West, the Twins first in the AL Central, and hot on their tail, the Guardians and White Sox both within two games. The Mets are first in the NL East, Cardinals first in the NL Central, Brewers right behind them two games back, and the Dodgers first by a long shot in the NL West. Uh, With about a third of MLB season remaining, what have been the biggest storylines, and what do you anticipate for the playoff push? I think we're headed for a loss for a Dodgers-Yankees World Series. That'll be exciting. The, uh, the TV networks will love it. I'm following your, uh, I'm following your Judge, Judge's home run chase fervently, and I think it's it's uh, the one I really w- I'm looking at now because of the comparison to the Rockies. I mentioned I used the word Rockies. Uh, is is the Padres after they made those aggressive moves at the trading deadline? Try to sneak in as a wild card team and perhaps make some noise in the postseason. I don't know if this has ever happened, but how cool would it be if the LA Dodgers beat the New York Mets in the NLCS and then went to the World Series and beat the New York Yankees? You can make the case that LA would absolutely own New York going back to back with both of those teams. Because if you just look at the standings right now, top two teams in the National League, New York, LA. Top team right now in the American League. Uh, right now, just by a fraction, just by a fraction, it's the Yankees. But we wouldn't be surprised, and we've seen it before, it could be another New York, New York World Series. Subway, right to Subway. We've, we've already seen that before. We know that uh, the Yankees won that one. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, uh, that was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store and try out the appliances before you buy them. Not to mention, their sales staff has been there for decades. They can really get you what you need, whether you want something to fit your budget or if you are looking for something to, you know, maybe you want to redesign a whole kitchen. Go to Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Cody Work, our Broncos insider from MileHighSports.com, joins us next. 